Welcome to the Big Break Software Podcast. We'll be talking with software startup founders, software coaches, and consultants, and how they found their own software success. And now, let's get started with the show. Hi, everyone. This is Jordy Wardman here, host of the Big Break Software Podcast, where I talk to top leaders in the software field like Seth Godin, Andrew Warner of Mixergy, and many more. This is a show where we, where we talk to proven founders about their 0 to 30,000 MRR journey and beyond, and their biggest challenges during the first three phases of their journey in software. Today's episode is brought to you by OneStop.io, which I co-founded after being in SaaS for nearly a decade. We have 45 developers waiting to take your idea to fruition. If you want a reliable full-stack development team with top talent that costs half as much as in-house developers, and you can trust your software as a service or mobile app with us, we'll give you the first 30 days, no risk, and we guarantee being on time and on budget, or we finish the project at no extra cost. Contact us at onestop.io so we can spec out your project today. Today, I have mentor and friend Dane Maxwell, started out busted and broke, now founder of Paperless Pipeline, 16 other businesses, good and bad, including Start From Zero, musician and now claiming best-selling author to his bag of tricks. How are you today, Dane? I'm doing really good. How are you? I'm doing great. Excited to have you on the show. You know, I want to say something real right away? Yeah. So, what happens when... And a hotel tech support yeah, learns business, then learns sales and marketing, and then starts a development shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And Good question. And Good I'll tell question. you. With no tech skills. <laughs> Weren't you hotel tech support? Yeah, you know, but I, I definitely don't. I, not tech support. I was like, a, I was a senior sysadmin, but I mean, I would definitely not call myself a technical guy. I know a little bit, but. Um, Is that was, like a guitar soloist saying they don't play guitar? <laughs> no, not quite. No, okay. no. <laughs> well, what I wanted to say about your, your business is um, what happens when a great salesman, I would call you a great salesman, like a, in the noble sense. What, okay. happens when a great, what happens when a great salesman opens a dev shop? He offers a ridiculous guarantee. If we don't finish your project on time or on budget, what did you say? It's on us, and no it's one's on. called us on that yet. So we have been on time and on budget. So what is the greatest one of the greatest pains of a client building a software project? Being on time and on budget. And what does your guarantee speak to? It solves that greatest pain. God, and that's... you know who I learned that from? <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be you or Chet Holmes or Grant Cordon. I mean, you know, one of these guys. Yeah. That, but but it's essentially from from what you you taught. You know what you taught me. Uh, you know, back in the foundation, whatever it was, six seven years ago. So I mean, great sales is just really loving. It's like let yeah. me let me wrap you in a blanket. Yeah, I'll never, I'll never take this blanket off. Yeah. That's a really good guarantee. I've never, ever heard that. with a I know. You know, I was thinking about it. It's like, what's, what is the greatest pain? And that's it. You know, and the other one I was thinking about is if I was going to do a renovation with a contracting crew, I would look for the guys that could, that could give that guarantee, you know, because that's the biggest pain that you would. It's like if you do a renovation 
uh, project, there's always 20% over, right? It is like someone says, talk to your friends about how much is this kitchen renovation or this new house build going to be? It's like, add, no matter what, add 20% and double the time, you know? Um, and so that's what I would look for in, in a contract crew. It's not what you do. It's really, really, really how you go about doing it. Yeah. And so, you know, we look for part of our brain will probably always be looking for some magic thing. Like, oh, what's this magic thing? What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? Oh, it's a software business. Oh, it's a membership website. Oh, it's getting yeah. a best-selling book. And no, you just Domino's pizza software development. Hot fresh pizza in 30 minutes or it's free. Your software yeah. on time or it's free. I mean, you just Domino's pizza. And that's, that's not, I mean, pizza was the what for a lot of people. But then yeah, Domino yeah. came and just did a, a completely different how. It's not what you do. It's how you do it. That's right. That's right. Good so, job. So tell me about the, uh, the book launch. How's it going? I think it's going good. It's yeah. um, the most rewarding part. Like I haven't really gotten paid anything for it. You know, yet. I don't know how the payment stuff works, but what was the business? Was it, was it, um, a passion project or what was the business yeah. model behind it? Was it lead gen for, um, or what was the sort of, um, what was the business model behind it? Or was it just really just a passion project? Well, I was born out of frustration that nothing like it existed. You know, I mean, you've so? read, you, I mean, you've read it yourself. You read, yeah. you, left, you left that beautiful audible review and like, there's just nothing like it. Like, if I had start from zero at 21, I'd probably be worth a hundred million to 200. Yeah. If no, I had that, because um, I would have been able to probably take five years off my learning curve by reading the book. Cause I didn't understand that all you really need to do is in the simplest sense, find a painful problem, hire an expert, sell it, hire an expert and solve it. And then use the results from the customers and tell those, tell those results to the world. Yeah. And, and like, that is just, I mean, if you think about like the, one of the greatest pains that most business owners have myself included is how do I talk about myself? How do I talk about my business? How do I promote myself? And it's very, very simple when you just show the results of your customers. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that one thing alone could just try like, you know, your dev shop is like, meet this person. They had this idea. It was built in 16 weeks for this price. And now they have this result. And now you're not yeah, talking yeah. about dev shop anymore. You're talking about customer results. Like yeah, that yeah. one distinction alone yeah. would have been incredible. And then so the book, seven learning adventures. So first off, I have been confronted by my own sense of greatness, my own sense of significance, my own sense of value I thought I was a piece of garbage for the longest time, but it was unconscious. I didn't know any better. Yeah. So I was building businesses believing that I was garbage, but it wasn't conscious. It was more like, if I can do this, anybody can do it because I'm garbage. If I could do this, then there's, this is the easy business. Entrepreneurship's the easiest thing in the world. Anybody can do this. If I can do it, anybody can do it. And then as I started getting confronted with the fact that I was – extremely gifted in this arena and I've invested and I have heart. I've not only hard work in it, but I have a, a gift in this arena. It freaked me out. Yeah. And, and um, so I, I think part of me ran away and part of me didn't, but I went into music for a while because I could go be anonymous again. 
Well, you're sort of jumping. You're jumping ahead, though. I mean, because you, I, I would say that you were you were found a, a decent amount of success before you got into music. I mean, because Paperless Pipeline was already going. You had sort of automated everything with that, so you obviously had some funds coming in from that. Um, That's what I thought. Is is because you had the funds and you 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 were like, this is too much, or what was it yeah. that made you leave to music? I was confronted with the feeling of personal significance it was too uncomfortable to feel significant so i left and i left and went to a world i was insignificant in ah so it's because you were getting so much attention in the in the yeah. sort of marketing world yeah. Is that what it was yeah it's driving me nuts was it be, was it literally because you were getting the attention or was it because people were just so many people were coming at you like hey dane what do you think about this can you help me with this was that i don't mind, I don't mind that what I, it's literally as simple as I was confronted by the feeling of personal significance. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, w- I would, I felt such a low opinion of myself with Even all the that time. Or is that I, time you had to work through that? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, okay. I, I, I'm still confronted by it, but I can see it now and, yeah. notice, and notice it instead of believe it. So like, <clears throat> I'm still kind of exploring like, so I had, I had physical physical bully, like abuse. Like I was physically tortured and in high school, eh? Yeah. Younger than that. And like, I didn't understand what all that meant at that time. And, and I didn't understand that those people were hurting and, um, yeah. and, and so anyway, I, I used that physical abuse to form the identity and myself of garbage. Yeah. But I, 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 I believed it so firmly that I was garbage. So I never had to be fooled again that I wasn't anything else. So as I'm building these internet businesses behind a computer screen, no one can see my face. No one can abuse me. I felt invincible. Yeah. So I, I could take all these risks behind a computer that people get paralyzed by. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but so then like, I just keep on doing this stuff and I had no idea I was so good at it. In fact, I read, I can, I can pull up an email that I sent like in 2008 mm-hmm. and just show you how, like, like where'd this email come from? Like the confidence in it and the, and the sending of it, and it was, it's, it's an, I'll, I'll read it to you like at the end, just ask me sometime. Yeah, send it to me because I'd like to put it in the show notes. Be okay, great yeah. to see, yeah. Be great yeah. to see. Um, but now, but so here's the thing. You asked about the book. And so the book was a way for me to confront my personal sense of significance in business. Because mm-hmm. you know, in a course, you can kind of lose things. Things get buried. As a blog post, things get buried. But when you have a book and you have your brain all in front of you in a very tightly organized, pretty perfect 302 day, yeah. two years to write, five editors, very few, if any, errors in yeah. this book, it's all right there. It's like, ah, uh, there's no denying I've got a gift here. Yeah. So confront, confronting the personal significance to write this book, it was, it was an amazing healing process for me because I would write it and I'd be like, oh my God, nothing's wrong with me. Oh my God, I'm really good at this. Holy shit. And then I would, so I'd, I'd call up my coach and be like, I am literally disoriented writing my own book because I can hardly stand how good I am at this. And it's, it's so confronting. So it was the, the shift into just exiting the door on that and being like, hey, there's a gift for business. Let's use it to the fullest without an opinion of myself. Yeah. 
And that was, that was one of the greatest experiences of it. The book itself was good. It did hit number one category in entrepreneurship for a hot minute there during launch. And now, and now we're using it to is what's interesting about the book is it felt divinely inspired. It felt sort of like a God's journey kind of thing, not not necessarily a Christian or anything like this, but a higher order. Um, Mm -hmm. A year before I wrote the book, um, someone mentioned my name and my date of birth to a numerologist. And I was like, okay. And they said I would write a book and I was like, okay. And then like a year, a year later, a book publisher contacted me and said, what I asked me if I'd write a book. I was like, Whoa, that's weird. It's like, how'd you get the idea for that? They're like, it just kind of came to me one day. I was like, it came to you. Maybe it was given to you, but where did this numerologist hear this? How does this divine, what, what is this? So I, I wrote the book. Um, and then for the title of the book, I was sitting in a, transient state and I I heard the title of the book start from zero and I heard it over here above the top right side of my head as a start from zero and I still feel it there and so I kind of went and energetically pulled it down and brought it through me and brought it into the world and then right as start from zero launches COVID hits and people are getting reduced to zero I mean I don't make that stuff up no, no, that's, that, that's, uh, that it sounds, um, like a very powerful transformation and journey. Uh, I know you obviously work a lot on, you know, therapy and coaches and stuff like that. It, how far do you feel like you are with that journey? Is that, it's, it's probably, I'm sure it's just sort of a never ending thing for you. It's like, uh, um, but do you, how would you say that you are on that journey? Very good. Very good. I've, I've shifted from trying to fix myself or trying to heal myself to, uh, I'd say there's still, there's still healing going on, but my approach to it, not, not really. My approach to it now is identity is a character or a story of how I think of myself. Mm -hmm. So if I think I'm a piece of garbage, I think I'm a piece of garbage. Who's I, who's the I saying that? Yeah. That's not me. Yeah. It, my brain tries to tell me it's me. So then I noticed that as only a thought. So there's little opinion about myself. And so with little opinion about myself, I guess I'd say I'm in a pretty free place Yeah. with, with it all. And my uh, therapy is a pretty high ROI. You know, the highest ROI I've, I've ever had is hiring therapists for business issues. Like, okay. like trusting hiring someone. Yeah. That's pretty, that's a pretty good, like, if you're like, oh, I don't trust, no one can do a good job as me. Yeah, they, you know, that's a, I, well, I definitely wanted to dive into the hiring. So well, why don't we talk about that? Because I'm actually in the p- position right now, like, I've got guys around me, you know, like, I've got like 20 guys that I can say, can you do this? Can you do that? But it's more like delegating, you know, and the, the, the high level stuff that I do, I feel like I'm still... Like, I'm so busy, but I'm like, why am I so busy? Like, why can't I just give this stuff to someone? And it's like a trust issue, as you say. Like, how do you think people can get through that? Or when do you know is the right time to hire? You know, is there a certain, um, you know, at a revenue point where you're like, okay, I'm making enough money. I should be hiring this out. You know, like I need a number two um, guy. How How do entrepreneurs know when that time is right? And how do they find that person? Wow, what a question. 
You know, I really don't know. <laughs> I mean, how did you know when you went out? So aside from going out and finding like a technical co-founder, which is, you know, fairly right. obvious, you know, like when do you, ha do you have like a number two guy right now or how are you operating your, your, um, best, I'd say best time to hire when you have the most leverage is when you have a sales funnel and customers coming okay. to you and you, when you have the problem of customers, like yeah. customers come to you and you have the problem of like, what do I do with these folks? Yeah. Um, that's, that's the best time to hire. Cause you have so much leverage. Like you're not needy. You're not yeah. like, an, you're not like some, you want to be con conscientious of when you're hiring Jordy, when anyone's hiring, you want to hire from a place of internal fullness mm -hmm. where you're not like feeling needy in a sense of lack and like you need someone and they have to be there. And if yeah. they're not there, you're incomplete. And if they're not there, your business is going to fall apart and you hire from that place and it just destroys your confidence. So you want to hire from a place basically of self-confidence. And if you have a sales funnel in place, that's generating leads of people that are interested then you got to put the gas on hiring someone. That's that's my personal opinion of the best time to hire. But if you're building like a, like a SaaS, let's say, so it, dep it just depends really. But like on SaaS businesses, ClickFunnels was yeah. built with one marketer, one developer, and one designer. That's yeah. all the ClickFunnels is initially built on. Yeah. So in SaaS, you're going to need to hire, you're going to need to get all those three. Yeah right away so in SAS, you obviously have a dev guy you have like a technical guy he doesn't need to be a co-founder necessarily um but uh um and then a support person is easy to bring on that's sort of a uh, a no-brainer but I, I, I think i can answer your question actually when you're ready for your life to improve is when you can make your first hire yeah and and what and, it, and it's like what price do you feel like that's you know like you know for me it's like okay I've got to um, hire someone. I feel like I basically need to clone myself, you know, so it's like uh, so that I can do other things. Um, but maybe that's not the right way to look at it. I should be looking. Oh, I don't think so. No, I don't think, I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I should be looking for someone that's a counterpart, you know, sort of handles the stuff that I'm weak at. Instead of hiring, if, if you could be clear about, Okay, so like energetically on a deep level, you're ready to hire when you're ready for your life to improve. Yeah. You're like, you know what? I'm done tolerating this. I want a better quality of life. And that becomes a very relaxed, clear thing. So now that you're really clear on that, hiring is going to be a challenge no matter yeah. what you do. So it's really important to have that energetic, clear in, inside of you, that feeling, energy, feeling, et cetera. So once that's clear, Instead of saying, I want to hire to replace myself, mm -hmm. you'd want to say, I've got five key roles that I'm looking to replace in this business. Because if you're saying I need to replace myself, what you might be saying unconsciously is I am the business. Yeah. And you don't like in order to get out of, I am the business. Yeah. You'd, yeah. Have, you'd have to like set a timer for 60 minutes like timer 60 minutes and like, okay, what are the tasks that I'm doing? And then you're like, okay, I need to hire someone to perform four key tasks on a daily basis. Yeah. That makes and this, sense. And so you can, you, you're splitting up that role into five, maybe four sort of smaller roles. Eh? They could be even junior roles. Um, 
Well, whereas you're looking for, you know, to fill out your management team. Clarity is um, probably, probably the most powerful experience you could have. And how do you find clarity? Do you write? Do you write when you, when you get to journal? Set a timer and ask questions. And just write, or do you, you, you mentioned, uh, uh, tra- you know, being in a transient state, is it sort of meditation or where do you, where do you find clarity? Um, set a timer with a journal and ask really good questions. Like yeah. how could I guarantee the success of a hire? How could I make it inevitable for me to replace myself? How could I maintain, how could I double my profitability by hiring someone yeah you know like ask these crazy questions and you just ask them you're like oh i I could do this and i could and then you'll have have your unique clarity yeah yeah i think that that that's and that's something that i think that i whenever i've done that i found clarity so i obviously i don't do it enough it sounds like uh i'm personally at a place where i need to do that because um I do it every day. For, I try to do it every day for 45 minutes. You do? When do you do that? In the morning? First thing in the morning. And I would pick up a book, um, which you can find. You can find it at startfromzero.com under top books. Yeah. Uh, but it's called The Road Less Stupid. Okay. I know I've heard some people mention that book. Yeah. That's yeah. one of my favorite business books of all time. Okay. He talks about the thinking time process, the setting the timer, asking the questions. It's all in there. Okay. You did a number of... Um, unusual things with your launch, like the video, uh, the video chapters you did. Um, how is that working for you? I don't know. I think it's going good. I don't have numbers on it. You don't. Yeah. I have people that say they love it. They do. Okay. And that's all you care about, right? Just providing kind of, um, I'm just more negligent. (laughs) Yeah. I should know. Yeah. It, so, so um, tell me where you are with um, Start From Zero. Are you, t- is, is there, um, are there students now coming in? Because I know yep. that you were, they were. Okay. So t- tell me what the product is. So Start From Zero is the essence and the heart of that is living with freedom. Okay. And a kind of personal freedom and uh, financial freedom. So personal freedom, we have a course called Making Friends with the Mind. Okay. That's so cool. And this is like mindset? This is mindset stuff? Yeah. Yeah. And the way the process works is you want to find the worst aspect, the worst thing that's going on in your mind. Yeah. Just go straight to the worst thing and make friends with it. Yeah. And then when you do that, everything from, is just like from an entrepreneurial perspective or is it, does it matter? It's just a confidence or it's, it's just, it's just universal. Yeah. But we sell it like, you know, tap into relaxed flow states. Yeah. Because you can like, there's no greater productivity hack than mindset. Yeah. Like this calendar, this system, no, you get the mind like, cause the mind is bound on these habitual got to improve this, got to get this sale, got to get this, yeah. got to get this higher. And the mind is in this perpetual state of like clinging and craving and grasping. And if you can then place your attention on this deep desire you have to like improve or get ahead and actually place your attention on the desire to get ahead without acting on it, just being like, Whoa, I've just been trying to get ahead. 
and key to stay there and feel that all of a sudden this awareness goes wide open and you have a, a translucent sort of clarity about what you need to do. And that's what making friends with the mind is. It's like, Oh God, I got this really strong craving to get ahead, make friends with that. Yeah. And, and then that, that's, so that's making friends with the mind. So that's personal freedom part of start. And, and, and do you mind telling me the price point on that? Yes. Yeah, 300 bucks. Okay. 300. So it's a one-time thing. So it's like, yeah. is, yeah. is, is there a community in, in aspect of that as well? So, so that's 300 bucks a year, actually. That sounds like an absolute no brainer. If you're, I mean, it sounds like every entrepreneur can do that. Or would you say that it's, it's um, sort of an intro product that, that, or, or do you feel like anyone could really take that? The best people to take it are usually folks that are successful and still troubled. Okay. That being said, anybody benefits from it. The, the, like any, anybody truly benefits from it. I've got folks that meet. So Brian is the mindset expert. And he's your coach, right? He's the guy who's teaching. Yeah. Yeah. and he's, would you say he's sort of one of the premier experts in, in that? He, number guess, one. Number, number one. Is, is like Peter Schallard, is he is sort of in that company as well? Or is he sort of different? Different, different. Because yeah. um, a lot of the mindset space is about improving an identity or working on an identity or upgrading your identity. And Brian is about waking up from the concept of identity altogether and living beyond identity. Like the concept of, like celebrities have golden identities. They've built these golden cages of identity and many of them are still depressed and sad and some commit suicide. And that's because, that's because working with identity is a, is a poison almost. It doesn't Mm -hmm. make improving an identity doesn't make you happy. Yeah. So um, if I don't know what Peter's methodology is, He's, um, he's doing the, the sort of NLP. Uh, yeah, I mean that stuff's got its that's just got its place, right? Yeah. Um, Brian, you know, like Tony Robbins, would you consider him sort of? Oh, in, God, no, it's different. It's more. God, no. No, no. Tony attracts people in mass that are looking to fix yeah. the situation. Okay. Brian wakes you up from the idea that there's something need, needs to be fixed in the first place. Okay. Brian stares at trees, just blissed out. Yeah. You tell me who has more power. Yeah. The guy that needs the guy that needs to achieve to feel better or the guy looking at a tree blissed out. Yeah. The guy, the guy looking at a tree blissed out can build something dope. Yeah. Like you can build something incredible and you can actually let it happen naturally and effortlessly and from a free place. It is in fact the most significant work I've done. Some of the most significant work I've done with Brian. So anyway, that's making friends of the mind. That's 300 bucks a year because actually because we have you can cancel it if you ever need it's easy but i don't think people will because every 60 days they do a group call with brian uh-huh. and they all come on with their biggest struggle and brian just goes and the yeah, person's yeah. like and the person is like uh i don't know what just happened but i've been in a mild state of depression most of my life and i don't feel that anymore what did you do yeah, that's like, incredible. How, how in the world did you do that a lot of times jordy the the suffering that we're under is the search to end the suffering. Like if you place all your attention on your search, uh-huh. you just, you're like, Oh man, I've been searching this whole time. Yeah. 
a lot of times that's the, so, so like it's, it's right in front of you, unconditional well-being, right in front of you. And so like, uh, it's just a, such a beautiful thing. You work with Brian and you just like kind of, I often like just kind of cry and pop into a place of freedom and I'll say, Brian, why is this, why is it so, why does this work so fast? Why does this process work so fast? And he said, I'll tell you the answer, Dean, but you're not going to like it. I'm like, what is it? He's like, because freedom is who you are. Yeah. We are freedom. We're just bound by these thoughts. And if we place our attention correctly, the thoughts undo themselves. Yeah. We think the thoughts need a solution. We think like, okay, and then I get this solution. But then what happens is the mind creates a new thought that it needs a new solution. The mind goes on endlessly. So how do you attune your attention in the mind? Find that's, the worst thing going on and make friends with it. Yeah. And that's, those are the sorts of issues that, and, and you love you love doing that work, right? That's sort of, yeah. that's your specialty. It's. Yeah, I would say that you're sort of one of the premier entrepreneurs that really focuses on that space. No one else really, you know, concentrates on that. I, I mean, I think, and you have, you know, proven track record with students under you that, that are doing yeah. very well because of it, you know, Carl and, um, some of the examples in, in your book, as you say, and, and Carl still attributes his mindset work is to his success and he's crushing it, you know, as you know, um, mindset's so, mindset's everything. so, so what are some of the other products in? Do you know why mindset's everything? I tell you, can I tell you why? Um, well, it's the limiting beliefs that you have. I mean, if you're, if you're a coach and you're like, well, you know, He's saying, well, you know, I, I'm not good enough. I can't charge uh, 5000 you know, for this, uh, for this hour or whatever. You know, that's just a mindset issue that, you know, I mean, that being able to charge. I mean, granted, you have to have some results, but being able to charge prices that you're, you know, you're actually worth and um, you'd just be stuck at, oh, well, I'm not a very good designer. I should only charge $15 an hour because that's what everyone from the Philippines charges or whatever, you know, I'm no better than them. Um, so that's, those are, those are good answers. I mean, there's like, I think um, where, where I was going with it was the most trippiest thing in the world Yeah, that you could contemplate for ages is that we are only experiencing our own mind yeah like if you were here and someone else is next to you and someone else is next to you all three of you would be having a different experience of me and all of us are only ever experiencing our own mind like if i'm okay uh, I'll, I'll shut my door here if i'm ever angry at my girlfriend yeah i'm not actually angry at her I'm angry at the story of I have of her in my mind. Yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. her. So if we're only ever experiencing our own mind and our mind is usually wrong, <laughs> that's why. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. So, so um, what was your question that I, well, I was saying, what, what are the other things that you're working on in, in Start From Zero? There's some other uh, courses. Oh, yeah, personal freedom is by making friends with the mind. Yeah. And then we have a roadmap for creating really what I would call tr a true sense of wealth. Okay. 
and a true sense of wealth. So that the personal one, and now there's the financial, a true sense of real financial wealth. And that is by cultivating four brains simultaneously, not the four brains and start from zero book, not the tiller, the surveyor, not those things from the book. Mm -hmm. These are the four brains to build true wealth, make it, keep it, grow it, share it. So, so that means if you suck at making money, spend time building the brain that knows how to make it. Making money is a system that can be followed. It's not magic and it's not a mystery. It's very basic systems to make money. Very basic. Once you know how to make money, now you want to adopt a system to keep money. Keeping money is one of the most difficult things for humans because it triggers a lot of internal identity. When people go to log into their bank account, an unconscious automatic for me, um, fear, I'm logging into my bank account, oh God, it still happens. Mm-hmm. Like budget, budgeting money just brings up a lot. So how do you do that? Make friends with the fact that it's difficult. So instead of like try to make it easy, make friends with the fact that it's difficult and then it sort of becomes easy. So you got to make it, keep it, then grow it. Grow it is how do you grow the money, right? Invest in your own business. If you've got uh, a perpetual money machine, invest in stocks. And then we have a, a program on grow it by a investor that shows you how to get 15 to 20% returns a year by looking and finding great companies. Okay. Investing is investing also seems like a mystery to people, but it's really not. If you buy a great business, you're going to profit with them, mm-hmm. right? Grow it and then share it is the final one. And that is where you donate 10% of your monthly income to charity. And I am now officially just starting that. You are okay. Process. Yeah. yeah. And I'm starting it because of the vision that start from zero Start from zero kind of has an energy and I feel that it's calling me to build it. And so start from zero, you know, keep it or make it, keep it, grow it, share it. And so I create this vision as I, as I step into it. So yeah, those are the products. Um, So we have systems to make it, systems to keep it, systems to grow it and systems to share it and systems to make it. That's really our big specialty for systems to keep it. You can just buy tiller which just connects your bank account to a spreadsheet and start budgeting really easily without anything complicated for grow it. You can buy um, like Phil Towns investing courses, which are great. And then for share it, you can go to charity navigator and find your top favorite charity and just give right there. It's eat like, just like that. Um, but you're encouraging that. So in your community that, that are people doing that, it doesn't matter where you're at. Uh, even if the guys are sort of struggling, you're still encouraging that is, is that, um, or how, what, what's the, um, charity portion of it? I didn't ever consider that we could do it as a community. Thank you, Jordy. I'll, I'm going to implement that. That's a beautiful idea. Well, only because it, it encourages, I mean, I always love courses that have community because it, you know, it sort of encourages people to kind of grow together. Uh, and then people, you know, you learn by example. And what's the charity that you're giving to? COVID related right now. Okay. So it's, uh, so it would be changing then. Uh, yeah. Maybe in a year or something, it doesn't really matter. You just, um, at 10% for you is your, now is that the company's giving 10% or is, is that you personally? Um, I was just doing what my personal yeah. would be. Yeah. What, what I actually get after everything. 
Okay. So I would do. Yeah. I think that's, that's the future of, I think of, of entrepreneurialism is that sort of social entrepreneurialism, which is exciting. You know, it's exciting to be part of that and to give back. And it's, uh, you know, it kind of brings a whole new level of, of, of sense of worth and, you know, the sense of purpose for the, for the businesses to, to do that. It is. I love it. And so those that, so like, keep it, grow it, share it. That's like, here you go. Here you go. Like, go do that. Like, it's very like, we don't have like, we're not selling a budgeting course. We're not selling. Yeah. It. We've got those referenced out, but in the make it section, that's where start from zero really shines. So in terms of making money, what I, how I approach this is phase one is only learn sales and marketing. Phase two, use the sales and marketing to build and sell courses. Mm-hmm. Phase three, use all you've learned to launch and launch and sell successful SaaS businesses. Okay. But sales and marketing is phase one. So if you're just getting started making money, that's the only area you need to focus on. So you'd learn sales and marketing and then just implement it for different businesses, help them with their sales and marketing. So it'd be almost you sort of starting a consulting company then? Yeah. Customer, yeah. customer acquisition consulting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But imagine if you're starting your first business and all you're going to do is help businesses do selling and marketing. Mm-hmm. So you, you, get, go to like, you get good at it. You get real good at it. And you see, yeah. it's very, you see, it's very basic. So like, let's yeah. say you talk to a home improvement company, yeah. right? Like, okay, we need more clients to do home improvement stuff. So, you know, you go on Google and you look up home improvement companies and then you go to Google reviews and you see the reviews people leave on home improvement companies. You see, oh, they got the job, job done on time. Love these people. Well, they yeah. got back to my questions right away. Oh, they didn't make me go through a lengthy contract process. Oh, da-da-da-da. And you just go through all the reviews and you start putting your ad together that's straight from the reviews. And you're like, okay, making an ad is not nearly as hard as I thought. Then you start running the ad targeted towards similar people in the Google reviews. Then you ask the business, what's your most profitable customer you love working with? And then you help them target only those profitable customers, which most businesses aren't doing. And you go in and you say, what's your most profitable customer? They tell you, you get the Google reviews and you write the ad based on it. Then you start running ads and the businesses start working. And you're like, well, that's a repeatable process. It's not what you do. It's about how you go about it. And you could do that for 15 different industries. And by the time you've helped 15 different businesses acquire customers, you got sales and marketing here. Boom. Now you can launch your own course and, and, and make even more. And then once you get courses going well and you want to scale beyond that, then you can launch and sell a successful SaaS business. That's the, so that's the system for making money, and we have courses for all those things. So you're, so the, the, the idea with um, Start From Zero now is just going to basically be mostly um, teaching people how to do this. So it uh, sounds like it's sort of a whole uh, array of courses that sort of cover all that. Um, and is it sort of like a la carte, pick and choose which ones you want, or how does it, what's, the, um, what's the flow of the, of the course structure? Well, you know, like I've got like, if you want to build a SaaS business in your email and let me know, and you know, I get people that enter their email and I ask them, you know, a little bit about them and I see their email back and I'm like, ain't no way I'm going to teach you to start a SaaS business. Really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we're pretty strict. Yeah. Um, Start from zero is shifted to a sort of passion driven, purpose driven business. Yeah. Which is like, you don't have to buy anything and I don't care if you do. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to do what I can to make sure 
you don't join or buy anything because I'm going to keep building my wealth and building my real businesses in the SaaS space. So I'm going to launch and build successful SaaS businesses and just crank in that field. Okay. And, then, and then on the side, donate, dedicate my time to teaching and mentoring other entrepreneurs. Okay. So we'll tell start. me about your SaaS projects. Which ones do you have aside from paperless pipeline? Which ones are you doing now? So we're building, um, uh, Mike Dillard and I are partnered on a SaaS, which looks pretty promising. What uh, space is it in? Oh yeah. So it's in social media content management. Okay. Well, like so, who's a competitor or what, what's, um, like describe the space or what's the, what's the problem? The, the problem is, um, so our first customer is the guy who manages the social media for click funnels. Okay. And his problem is he scrolls through all of his content, all the videos and all the images in Google drive and Dropbox. And they've got hundreds and thousands of videos. Yeah. So we're creating a, uh, a system to solve that issue. Um, so this is like enterprise, uh, enterprise related. Yeah. We're a little, we're a little, we're, we're going to be probably the first, one of the first to market with an idea like this. Okay. So we're a little hush about it. So we have first mover advantage. Okay. But then once it's out, then we'll just, we'll talk. About yeah. It. And, and when do you think, different. when do you think you'll be able to launch it? Well, so I've got, um, so I was pretty nervous when Mike asked to partner with me. Mike, sorry, I don't know Mike. Who's, who's Mike? He's just a really good entrepreneur. He's really good at it. Okay. Um, pretty, pretty well known in his sphere of the world. Which is, what, is he a SaaS guy? Is he the technical guy? Oh, no, no, no. I'm doing okay. the tech. Okay. Yeah, I'm more CTO, if anything, in this realm. But okay. I don't know if I'm even the T. <laughs> yeah. But I'm building the, I'm building the mechanism. Yeah. So I'm getting, I'm getting, let me turn that base camp off. So I'm turn. I'm, I'm hiring the designer. I'm hiring the developer, um, visioning out the product, getting that right. It's really fun. So he's a really good marketer. He's built three $10 million per year businesses. Really? Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's the CMO then. Cause I would say you're pretty good marketers. I mean, not pretty good. You're a very good marketer yourself. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, he has no idea. He, he's lost his shirt building SaaS. Okay, so, so you're you know. so you're you're taking the SaaS part. You you yep. feel like you know that space backwards and forwards, kind of. You know. Yeah, um, yeah. So and, that's that one. And how are you funding the MVP? How am I finding funding? Oh, just ourselves. Okay, so you're not you're not pre doing any pre sales or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think it's out of, I think it's out of laziness. Yeah. Like we, we know it's going to sell. We have bought, we already have our first buyer. We've got the cash. Which is with click funnels. Have they, have they sort of committed to a certain amount though? And they, I'm sure that you, you've price anchored and done all that. Um, yeah. Yeah. The way, the way that you, the way that we price anchor it is I ask him what price would be so low that he'd question the value. What price right. would be too high that it would push him away. Okay. And what price would be in the sweet spot where he'd really like it? And and what price did you come up with? Uh, anywhere from a hundred to four hundred a month. Okay. Um. So yeah, price points there. Um. We're going to give him a little bit of equity, a couple points of equity in the in the business. Um. 
but our customers is pretty much like a lot of Instagram influencers and they'll okay. get a lot of, they'll get a lot of value from the product. Um, but so when Mike asked me to partner on it, I, um, I got really nervous. I was like, I can't screw this up. Yeah. Like this isn't just me. If it fails, it's no big deal. It's like this cannot screw up. So I was that I was uh, very cautious. So I, I put a, I put together a visual, um, a one page SAS success plan. Because I, I have, there's a book called the one page marketing plan. Yeah. I've read that. It's really good. It's amazing. It's a good, yeah, it's, a, it's really good. And, and it has, it literally has it on one page. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could really, you could, I mean, that book is, yeah, that book is definitely one of, one of my favorites uh, of the year. Um, oh, good. Yeah. It's a good book. So I, I took that concept and put, made, made a one page SAS success plan. I was like, if we follow this, we won't screw it up. And you can know, you like, give me that? Can yeah. You give yeah. Our, okay. Yeah. It's like, it's like um, clear customer, clear pain, clear solution, clear result. Right. So, you know, social media, managing the social media content, social media content management, the, the, the result they really want is a, a booming social media business. So that's how we write our blog posts and all this free content. Yeah that so we got those three things in place we got to have those in place before we even think SaaS. yeah most, most people building SaaS without clear customer without clear pain without clear solution like oh we're going to build this for these folks and hopefully we're so you get those in place um then the next is to get hire a killer ui guy yeah and where do you find your hires i mean because you mentioned a few where do you go i know that you do a lot of stuff with um you do a lot of stuff with uh inside your network yep that's that's nice so, um, I hired a friend for this UI, the other SAS business, I am hiring somebody from TopTal. Okay. Um, it's a little bit, a little bit of mix, a little bit of a mix. Have you that. had success with TopTal? Cause I have not. Um, ask me in a couple of weeks. <laughs> All right. I, I, just, will. I, just hired him today. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I will. Um, yeah. UI guy. I'm looking for you guys. Again, we're back to hiring you. got UI guys are really hard to find. Yep. Yeah. I've got a good one. I found a good one for the, I've got two good ones actually. Um, I can introduce you to one of them when he, when it's time yeah. for, you. but, um, so, that's kind of a mixed bag, you know, like I, I just kind of patiently snipe them. Yeah. Um, I when, are you hoping, when are you hoping to launch? Well, both SaaS projects probably follow a similar timeline. I think, I think they'll be close to live in eight weeks. Okay. That's really good. And when did you start? We built our first versions in under 12 weeks. Okay. That's great. So it's, it's going to be, it's pure MVP. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah love solve, it. The core, solve the core problem and do it well. Yeah. I love it. Cause yeah. we got, well, I've already got the one SaaS business. So, um, the, uh, the SaaS business that, so that's the Mike Dillard and I one. Yeah. Then the, the other one is one I'm building that solves my own problem and it's a tool um, that plugs into a face it's for a course creator who has a Facebook group. Okay. And, and it's a, it's a tool that plugs into the Facebook group automatically uh -huh. and, and then crawls all the members. And then the students can automatically log in with their Facebook account. So it's like the sticky post is like 
at the top of the Facebook group and the students can log into it and it organizes the Facebook group into a results race for all the students. So all students can see where everyone else is at based on the results. Okay. So it's like creates a sort of level of competition. Yeah. And collaboration. Yeah. Um, because it'll it'll so it'll show um, the students where they're at, where they rank, if they're ahead, if they're behind. But the way that you complete steps is you upload screenshots of proof. Yeah. It, so you might, you might have like first lead generated, first sale made, and you can go through and see there's like six people that have generated their first lead and six people that have their first sale, and you can click and see a screenshot of the sale, the sale amount. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice way to organize and track and, results. But you're doing these both concurrently. Yep. And yeah. why did you decide to do that? Why not just focus? It sounds like the Mike Dillard one has a lot of opportunity. Is the other one just specifically to solve your problem, or are you, or are you also doing that to launch and, and um, grow as well as it, as its own SaaS? Well, yeah. If, if I didn't have Mike as a partner, I would, I would almost have to be focused only on that one. Mm-hmm. Because he's handling the market. Uh, I see. So it's less of your time. Okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the, the other app's called Advance Faster. Advance Faster. And so you think in eight weeks, maybe by the time this show is launched, I've got about a two-month lag time, so probably be live. Um, Dane, we're yeah, getting close yeah. to the top of the hour, so um, I, I want to thank you for your time. Where can uh, our users find you and find out which, where you're working at? I, I, I recommend the book. Like I said, it's you know, $14. It's, uh, it'll be worth your time. It's a great book. Yeah, if they want to check out a free excerpt of the book before they buy it, they're welcome to. No need to buy the book. You can try the excerpt. If you like the excerpt, then please do buy it. And the video series too, right? You've got, you're giving away the chapters. You just got to go, go uh, um, sign up on on is it uh, startfromzeros.com slash yes? Is that where the video series is? No, that's the bonus pages for book readers. Okay. So you just gave away the bonus page for book readers. Oh, man. That's fine. It's fine. You can look at that page, but it might not make much sense unless you read it. Yeah, yeah. But you could look at it. Um, But no, startfromzero.com forward slash five, F-I-V-E. Okay, fine. That'll give you the five-page excerpt that's free. Okay. Um, you can also you can also look at the free video book series too. But I would I would check out the book because as an entrepreneur, um, or as a human, but as an entrepreneur, the mind is really becomes pretty faulty if left to its own devices. So it needs a needs continual renewal and continual sharpening to stay fresh. And um, this is a book that really helped do that. Yeah, great read. Thanks so much for your time, Dane. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Jordy. Thanks for listening to the Big Break Software Podcast with your host, Jordy Wardman. Be sure to click subscribe and check us out on the web. Keep listening and your software Big Break could be right around the corner. Yeah.